quarter to three movie podcast for the hustle. My name is Tom Chick, and I am here with Christian McCloskey. I would prefer to be referred to as Ruprecht. And with a hustle, is Ruprecht or Hortense a funnier name? Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. <laughs> and with a hustle tagline, Kelly Wand. It's like Ocean's 8, but with Anne Hathaway. Strong opening, yeah. Kelly Wand. Keep them coming. It's like How to Be Single, but with Rebel Wilson paired with a hot brunette. <laughs> ah, have... Tom's all, wait, which one no, no, was that? I, no, I saw that. I was going to I, I gonna say. I, the whole I, thing? I, yeah, Leslie Mann is in it. It's got an awesome scene of Leslie Mann with oh, a yeah. baby. Ugh. No, that's, that's actually the only. Sounds like Thor's mom. Uh, did some punch up one day. <laughs> That's the only thing I know uh, Allison Brie from, actually. No, wait, Allison. No, what? She, what? There's, there's an actress in it who everybody Community? knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She. That's the only thing I know her you from. Watch Glow, bra. No, that's the one with the lady wrestlers. Yeah, it's good. No, no, I don't watch TV. Kelly Wanda, I read books. <laughs> I do both. <laughs> Kelly like Wanda, are, are, are there more like hustle? Ta- are there more hustle taglines? It's like Heartbreakers, but still in theaters. That one I don't understand. What's heartbreak? Did we do that for the podcast? Is that one I'm forgetting? Oh, I read books. I don't watch TV. I don't watch Heartbreakers on TV when I watch it. It's a TV show? Yeah, I don't know what Heartbreakers no, is. No, it's I'm a sorry. movie with Sigourney Weaver. Gene Hackman's in it. Hello? As wow. A, he's like a W.C. Fields uh, surrogate. And Jennifer Love Hewitt's the hottie. Dingus, and, do you know uh, this one? Jason Lee's in it. As the love interest. What? Dingus? Heartbreakers, directed Jay- by David Merkin, the Get a Life guy. Nobody has the last name Merkin, Kelly Wand. Come on, you just made that up. <laughs> Out of everything I just said, you don't understand. That's the thing you see. I hope his middle name is his his middle initials A. Did you not see Heartbreakers? Ray Liotta's in it. Blowjob jokes. All right, let me make a note to watch that, Kelly Wand. Or in like the meantime, mother daughter. In the uh, meantime. Dingus, tell us a bit about what movie we saw this week. Don't spoil anything for the listeners who might not have seen it yet. All right. Well, this week we saw The Hustle, a 2019 American comedy movie about dirty, rotten scoundrels. See? E-L-L-E-S. I predict Tom's not seen that either, by the way. It was directed by Chris Addison and written by Stanley Shapiro, Paul Henning, Dale Launer, and Jack Schaefer. Jesus. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Try to page each. Uh, it's <laughs> it stars Rebel Wilson, Anne Hathaway, and Alex Sharp. The Hustle is rated PG-13 on appeal. Oh. So they had what? to they had to appeal it. Yeah. Oh, I hate it, that. It was originally no. given an R, and what? they. They went through the appeal process, which is becoming increasingly rare. And uh, stupid uh, Democrats. Two thirds of the group who make these decisions has to agree. Um, it's like overturning a veto, basically. So uh, they had to agree that okay, fine, we'll we'll knock it down to a PG. Gotta cut the dildo. So it's a PG thirteen on appeal for crude sexual content and language. Kelly, I wonder there are other things parents should be aware of about this movie. Michael Caine was PG-13. Was that after before? Anyway, uh, Tom, in answer to your question, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed some zaniness. Um, <laughs> That's what they called that. Yeah, which I think they probably had to de- dial down so that 13-year-olds <laughs> could uh, 
not th uh, faint during this. But also, uh, I noticed improper use of a dartboard. Um, <laughs> mild adult situations. Um, I saw it dubbed in German, so language. <laughs> Th throughout? No, uh, just at the beginning when I was listening. <laughs> the Hustle opened at number three in the country. America's third favorite movie this past weekend was The Hustle. It made $14 million. What was two? It, it, uh, well, it was after Detective Pikachu and Endgame. Oh. Pikachu? Uh, yeah, that, that had a good opening. Yeah, yeah we, um, chose, we chose that. On oh. CinemaScore, however, it did not do well at all. It got a B. Ouch. We're going to talk about this. That's going to sting. Uh, right Tomatoes, 17% of the reviews are positive, and the average rating on Metacritic, which aggregates various reviews, is 36 out of 100. These numbers are useless when it comes to comedy, I think. 36 out of 100? So, yeah, very low. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, that's just the average. It, it got bad reviews. Like, the whole Metacritic thing is the... This isn't of, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at any rate, Kelly Wan, speaking of funny, I want you to see if you can make the events in the hustle funny. Uh-oh, you just you just tipped it. Oh. I, I just threw a gauntlet down at your feet. Are you going to pick uh, it up, or are you going to be a, a little sissy and run away crying? I think if you watched the version I watched, you might have liked it more then, maybe. <laughs> I, so part through this movie, there were several times where the funniest thing I could find, the only way I could humor myself is imagining you... <laughs> Watching, watching it in German. German trying to yeah. figure out what was happening. Because we, you know knew, was. we knew you could only <laughs> see it in German. Yeah, so that was the, the most entertainment I got from this wretched thing was imagining Kelly Wand having to slog trying through to it, it yeah. in German. Yeah, yeah. Because there's shitloads of dialogue and people talk really fast, and there's really wacky plot developments and visuals. So I really was, what? And so even having seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as a framework, I was still like, all right, I kind of get what's going on here. Cause I've seen <laughs> Well, Did we, we happen to see it in the same theater? You and I? Um, I don't, let's see. Uh, what? Did, no, I went to our local theater, yeah. Right. Did you mean at the same time or at the same time? Mom theater? supports mom no, and pop At theaters. the same time, yeah. No, 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 no. You were here when I went. No, I went to the 9th. Man of the people, left. Tom. Okay, all right. Oh, maybe we did. Oh, I assumed you were here. All right. I don't think so, Kelly Wan, I might have seen it. <laughs> So, it's Kelly Wan, <laughs> I would like a synopsis of The Hustle. I, if, if you can manage, what did you interpret from what you saw on the screen in German? And Dingus and I will check your work and let you know how accurate you are after you're finished. I figured out a way you can do it from America to check my work. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, probably what you did, just zone out. But also watch <laughs> it with uh, the volume turned down. It's kind of what I had to do when I see it. You get a volume control at theaters in Germany? No, but it may as well be silent for how much I'm understanding it. I see, right, sure. It's more a mathematical reminder of how bad my German is. Mm-hmm. Okay, Huslopsis. Warning, the following is based on a version I saw stoned alone on Mother's Day dubbed into German. One or two things might be slightly right. Before the movie begins, I watched a trailer for Men in Black 4 starring Thor and I think Sinbad? Beside me, one of the dudes from the Point Break remake rolls his eyes. Do you really like the original because of the cast? I look over at Jaden sitting beside me and go, I thought Will Smith was the black man in black. Jaden's all, yeah, my dad aged out of doing kids' movies. Eh. 
A preview comes on in German of a live-action Aladdin movie with Will Smith as Robin Williams and Kumail Nanjani as Aladdin, I think. He flies around on a rug behind a Hispanic lady who stares at us and goes, Ein in Holden Neuerwilden. That won't work with the volume down. That's what I saw on Mother's Day. Jonah from Veep leaves acting, grows a beard, unbuttons his shirt, wears some gold chains, and walks into a bar. <laughs> Looks at a Tinder pic of Kate Upton. Kate couldn't make it, so I'm here! <laughs> Willison's there. Behind the phone. Standing right behind his phone. Jonah's all, uh, this is my only scene? So cop to walk in. <laughs> Rebel Wilson, uh, you're under arrest for stealing my partner's Excedrin. Rebel Wilson swallows the Excedrin and runs off giggling. She's like Kelly Osborne with a personality. The cops <laughs> run outside into an alley. See, she wins that. The cops run outside into an alley. Damn, just these garbage bags farting. All right, later. They walk back inside to drink with Jonah and arrest each other. One of the garbage bags turns into Rebel Wilson. That's me superpower in this, wearing dresses the color of garbage bags, <laughs> and looking lumpy. I don't know what happened to her voice. It'll probably fix itself in post. Some 1962 animated credits are all the Hustlopses. <laughs> Hathaway's animated stick figure looks and acts just like her. <laughs> Rebels acts fat. I think some German words are probably all French Riviera Vegas. Croupier's all... Place your bets, and German old man extra loses after hitting on 21. Damn it, I thought this was claps. He waters over to a bar with Anne Hathaway sitting at it, understandably. Who knew he would lose, probably, and came right out, would walk right to the bar from there. The bartender's all, sorry, Miss Hathaway, your money's no good here. Ugh. But I won an Oscar for, I don't know, Dark Knight Rises? I remember the year. Perhaps I may be of assistance. My character's name is Hans, comically long-named German something, the force. <laughs> Drinks are terrible. Here, eats this necklace. Janet. It's long for Annet, short for Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, you're under arrest for uh, being in Serenity. <laughs> they cuff for a walker back to the casino to gamble some more and release her and hope the German guy doesn't follow them. Hathaway gives the cops some money and a necklace for McCleavage. Good work, guys. Now that elderly German character thinks I'm a criminal. A scam as old as time. She spits out a different necklace made of wooden teeth. That's probably a part Tom was watching thinking of me. Beside me, Michael Cade leads over and goes, Next time that woman plays me, I hope it's in the reboot of Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> wow. Hathaway sits on a train to more scenes, reading a French novel called <laughs> Un Bizarre Actress Who Was in Serenity. Bon Beside me, Naked Arnold's all. In the prequel to Twins, the movie Junior, I played the mother in that. And I also ate the baby of the mafia chief and man who's giving problems to the boring characters with no money. So I called the Oscars and I told them I should be nominated for Best Actress since my nipples really didn't feel sensitive to the film, that scene. But it went to voicemail and then they to the Homeland Security. 
All right. <laughs> he does live here. He is uh, Austrian, so makes sense. He's constantly. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the train's dining car, Rebel Wilson, wearing a backpack, incorrectly sits across a table from a male extra. Beside me, Tom looks over at Degas and goes, I wonder what type of paperwork's involved when you dub a scene set on a dining car in German. <laughs> Beside them, a one-toothed hillbilly's all, Fucking libtards! Meanwhile, back on the train, Rebel raises a picture of her phone to the mail extra and goes, Look, here's me phone! <laughs> <laughs> you poor obese person. Here, uh, I'll buy your lunch. A waiter walks up. Our specials today are the uh, train track fries. They're shaped like train tracks. And the tunnel burger. I'll have a club sandwich. Some German woman in the audience is all, Ha! The fat character eating the club sandwich in the advice. <laughs> oh. Later in a train car. Hi, I'm Rebel Wilson. Let's hang out for the rest of this movie. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. But okay, as long as it's clear we're both straight. Rebel shrugs at us. A row ahead of me, an old mom sitting with her kids is all, Next year, please let's not celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> A couple words. You know, there, she's an American mom. Can't blame her. A couple words are all beachin'-z. Anne Hathaway sits on a deck chair while Rebel Wilson chugs into view, gasping and sweating and dragging luggage. An old man in a butler suit walks up. Let me take that for you. He picks up her luggage and flings it over a cliff. We hear it annoy a cat. The old man walks off, giving us his middle finger. Hathaway's all, that's Albert. He's an insane old man who thinks he works for me for some reason. Rebel sits in a deck chair. It rips because she's fat. German lady in the audience is all, Ha ha! The one particular chair was made of subpar fabric. Finally a joke for us. Oh. I guess our characters are friends now, Anne. Hathaway's all, No. Come on, that was pretty awesome. Our escapade on that train car. Girl power. You showing a guy a cell phone and me reading a French novel upside down? Yeah, it's hard R. Albert's all, Your drinks are ready. He comes over with a tray of martinis and frisbees it all off the cliff, then storms off. Beside me, Mr. Glass is all, Classic Albert! <laughs> I knew his name in German. How it sounded. To celebrate Mr. Glass's approval, the next day, Anne Hathaway's eating lunch with her woman friend, Lance Trinmiffelboxen. <laughs> Hathaway, good work on that necklace scene. We're pilots in this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking about getting out of the biz, making heist movies. I mean, I want to become a burglar in RL, like Lohan and Laughlin, all the LO. Suddenly, a Spanish guy in a sports car drives up with Rebel in the passenger seat. <laughs> Hathaway's all, ugh. <laughs> Rebel looks at the Spanish guy. I think I need to fight! What? I know just the thing, essay. While rock music plays, they take a boat out to sea, and Rebel wears a wetsuit attached to a giant hose that smacks her uh, against the ocean a few times. It's some kind of European recreation. <laughs> Water, sports. Beside me, Mr. Glass is all classic ocean. <laughs> 
Suddenly the U.S. Coast Guard roars up in a speedboat. Uh, Rebel Wilson, you're under arrest for uh, using a hose with water and also for being above water, uh, albeit uh, periodically. Behind him, a boat cruises by tugging along a parasailer. Rebel's put in jail, but gets to keep wearing her wetsuit in case the plumbing in the cell malfunctions. <laughs> a lady guard, whose office also contains Rebel's jail cell type stuff. <laughs> That's what it was seeming funny to me. Hey, this movie's kind of good. I get these jokes. I get the joke. It's a good comedy. Anyway, she types stuff like two feet, like within straggling range of the cell, while Rebel sighs through the bars. <laughs> Rebel's all, oh, oh, uh, I'm having a baby. Ah. Lady cop doesn't even look up. She's heard it all before. Vikander was her last inmate. Let's <laughs> <laughs> write these to myself. Oh, uh, JK, I'm just fat. By the way, oh, I know Anne Hathaway. The lady cop does a spit take and then a double take. Later. Thank you for coming, Ms. Hathaway. Ordinarily, we send criminals to prison, but if one says they know you, we uh, have special rules. This is France or Spain. Kelly will check later. Cares. <laughs> this isn't my first heist movie, officer. I'm just glad it wasn't Melissa McCarthy. Later, in Anne Hathaway's white basement with a dartboard. Thanks for letting me come live with you, Anne. Live what with me? Teach me how to be you. To be Anne Hathaway. Brie Lawson said no to this. <laughs> you kids today. Y'all want to be the next Hathaway? All right. I'll tell you the same thing I told Mila Kunis. To be me, you have to become me. She throws some knife CG into a dartboard. Now you try. Okay. Rebel throws a knife. It bounces back and cuts off her finger. Ow. I'm bleeding out. The German lady in front of me is all, Ha! The dartboard is made out of computer-generated imagery or reflective material. Oh. Uh. Thank you, Mom. There's a montage of Hathaway teaching Rebel Wilson how to do gymnastics and walk around without falling over and throw knives at Albert while rock music plays. Beside me, Ben Foster's all, This movie is a ripoff of The Mechanic. <laughs> Alpha Dog <laughs> and Warcraft. <laughs> Been too long. I'm all, dude, your face is so red with anger right now, it should cook a mushroom. Could it? <laughs> should it? Could it? Would it? Back at Hathaway's fat girl training basement. Okay, Rebel. Let's try and do my Russian character again from Brokeback. Rebel comes out wearing a gown and pearls. Uh, in Russia, a uh, mountain back breaks you. Uh, she throws a knife at a dartboard. It doesn't do anything dumb. Hathaway and Albert clap. I'm a miracle worker. Suck it, Keller. Now to work on facial expressions. Here's the face I made after I read the reviews. I mean, read them. <laughs> and still read them every day. For Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 
this is the one I did for Oceans 8 and Dark Knight Rises and Get Smart and Alice Wonderland, the reviews for Interstellar, Bride Wars, Valentine's Day, The Intern, uh, hosting the Oscars with Franco and Passengers. He makes her usual expression. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! My signature moves tripping over stuff while I try to dance. What? Never mind. I don't care. Now, now that I've trained you how to act just like me, we need you to act nothing like that and act like normal and stupid, weird, and annoying to scare off my suitors once they propose. What's a suitor? Later. Anne Hathaway, I've known you off screen for a couple seconds. Will you marry me? Here, take this ring, whatever your answer is. Thanks. By the way, on the beach here, I keep my fat cannibal sister in a cave with an insane asylum in it. Want to see? Uh, I'd rather have sex. Come on, it'll be fine. <laughs> Later. Oh my god, oh, she's so fat and Australian, oh, I can't marry with you, I can't have sex with that halfway now, look how fat this other person is, oh, I'd have proposed marriage before having sex with you, or seeing your living room, oh, what the hell was I thinking? Look, me diaper's a suit of armor! Oh, keep the ring and my car, I'm swimming back to Cabo! walks off screen. They put the ring in a safe while rock music plays. Hathaway and Rebel smirk at each other. Surely word won't get out about any of this till Hathaway's found 12 more millionaires to marry her in the area before seeing her living room or having sex. Later. Albert, will you marry me? Suddenly Rebel Wilson walks up and shoots Albert. Damn, I've been tricked again. I'm going back to Cabo again. <laughs> Reveled Hathaway had Costner's new ring to the wall safe next to all his other ones, all the Costner rings, while more <laughs> rock music plays. Later. And here's 10,000 for Albert and his bullet wound meds, and 10,000 for the woman cop from the casino for arresting me. And I guess that's it. Bye. <laughs> what about me, 10,000? Bitch, come on. Anyone can do what you're doing. I'm fat. Uh. That metal diaper costs a lot, also. Plus, you still owe me for the knife lessons and all that luggage that Albert helped you with. Damn you, Hathaway! I've been who I am long enough! Now I'm rebelling! Hey, bye. The next day in a casino. And new nerd character wins! <laughs> Damn, I thought this was Kino! Place your bets. That's how that character's gonna sound. <laughs> Uh, I am Russian actress Anne Hathaway. In Interstellar, I say man will save us. Perhaps we should get married, yeah? Nerd and Hathaway win. Ten million dollars. More than the scam itself is worth. <laughs> is Interstellar the one where the monolith talks with a certain accent? You trip over water so a black guy gets old. Tom likes it. Can <laughs> we understand it? <laughs> Talking monolith, water, black guy getting old, I think that's Havoc. And Nerd and Hathaway win another 10 million. Yeah, okay, I'll marry you. I love your work as the girlfriend in Jumper. How did you do those effects, by the way? That was really cool looking. Well, we turned off the camera, and then I moved out of view for the next shot, and then we just started the camera again, so it looked like it was teleporting. Also, we added a sound effect. Here, sign this marriage proposal. Hey! Oh, excuse me. 
<laughs> Boy, everybody in the casino, it's me, Rebel Wilson, and I'm blind. Wow. Rebel walks in and trips down some stairs and starts farting. The girl who played the blind French girl at the end of Happy Death Day to You rolls her eyes. This story's left the rails. It's not what I paid to see. Wow, a blind, obese Australian character. Maybe I should marry her. The nerd walks off with a hard on while Hathaway's all. And Hathaway wins again. She's now a trillionaire. Doesn't matter. That night in someone's hotel room. I love you, Rebel. Let's get married tomorrow. But first, hey, Theory, find a cure for blindness. Dr. Hathaway in casino downstairs. <laughs> uh, damn. I mean, actually, I might be deaf. Uh, hello, Rebel. I'm a doctor now. Hey, when we gambled, you were a Russian actor just now. Now you're a blindness doctor? <laughs> we speak a German. What's going on? <laughs> yep. Suck it, rebel. My character can hack nerds' phones. Pretend I whispered that. Nerd character, here's how I cure blindness. She takes a piece of toilet paper, dunks it in the toilet, and makes rebel eat it while the nerd watches curiously at this medical thing. Uh, no, I'm still blind. Ha! Tricked you, Hathaway. Now I still have. To, you can still keep doing stuff to me. I'm not gonna change my cover story. Hathaway's all okay. Now let's all go dancing. That's the next stage of blindness therapy. Rebel watches globally as the nerd dances with Hathaway at a nightclub with the Russian doctor character. <laughs> Just met two blonde ladies and their black friend come over. <laughs> the blonde ladies are all you seem blind what's wrong with you <laughs> that's actress Anne Hathaway if you three new characters could maybe murder her in the restroom for me the black one's all mm -hmm. Hathaway goes into the restroom <laughs> 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 the old ladies come in and stand behind her scowling Hathaway's all, um, later in a hotel room. I feel bad that we left Dr. Hathaway behind to die in that bathroom. <laughs> Nerd character, oh, I have a confession to make. I'm actually Australian and overweight. Hey, can I borrow all your money? Sure. He walks off. Hathaway walks in. And I've decided we're friends again. <laughs> oh, yeah? I think these are your new friends. She opens the door. The old women come clucking in. Rebel, hey! Mm -hmm. Rebel's expression's all, oh shit, I'm about to be tortured. Beside <laughs> me, Susan Saran and Gina Davis hold each other's hands and drive to a different theater. <laughs> <laughs> the next day at an airport runway. Well, bye, Rebel. Thanks for all your money and Dr. Hathaway's. I'll be right back. I'm just going to see what's on this airplane. <laughs> Walks into an airplane and flies off. Okay, boy. Hey, wait a second. Hathaway comes running up. Rebel, that guy. Tell me you didn't give him a right at wedding rig collection. <laughs> he said he'd give it all right back. Damn. I guess we're no match for nerd males. Well, 
Now that we've proved we can't trust each other and we're broke, you thinking what I'm thinking? Hathaway grins. Beach house. Some words are all six months later. And let's never let a man come between us again. Literally. Don't worry, Rebel. From now on, Dick's dead to me. And this is where the two girls who tried to scam me now live. <laughs> also, I'm a thrips captain. That's why I'm wearing this scarf. And say something in German to these French tourists. Uh, I was in Interstellan. An old man in shorts takes a picture. I loved you in Age of Adeline. And this is Rebel Wilson. And this is Albert. Now come this way and take any furniture you're interested in. Hairspray, noodles. Well, Ann, looks like we've learned a lesson about hustling younger actors. Please celebrate by both marrying the nerd character and Albert and then trick some cops by pretending their asses are Christmas presents. Hathaway turns to reveal she's the Christmas tree. She's all, you're welcome, Serenity. The end. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, Kelly Wan. Excellent. Thank you. It was like an hour and 40 minutes of me watching. In German, yeah. So you missed all the the funny wordplay and the the language jokes and the funny accent work. uh, Because everything's dubbed, right? You didn't you did you didn't actually hear Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway's voices. Yeah, when they dub it they don't even try to sound like the actors and they don't do they kind of just sound goofy every time it's like right, kind of well, go a little broad. Did they do the uh, Russell Crowe joke? What? Well he didn't he didn't, he has no idea if they did it. Like he didn't oh. he would have no idea. Yeah. There's a Russell Crowe joke? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, and Hathaway calls Rebel Wilson a big titted Russell Crowe. Yeah. If, I if thought you... she called her something. No, she called a German guy uh, Nazi Golem. Yes, so you did Nazi catch Golem. that one. Yep, Nazi Good. Golem. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So that's Kelly Wansi, you're, you're learning German. Well done. If you, could, yeah. if you could translate that from the German, yeah. I know how to say all English words <laughs> in German. Well, Kelly Wand, why don't you go first? Uh, What did you think of The Hustle? What's a movie that's slightly (laughs) better than this and a movie that's not quite as good? Just tell us briefly, then pass it over to Dingus. All right. Well, I mean, I didn't really see the movie. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't really hear the movie, so Mm. I probably can't be trusted on this. But it got a really low score on Rotten Tomatoes, and I noticed that they do that with a lot of comedies that I wind up thinking are funny, like Holmes and Will Watson. (laughs) <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the volleyball because she's the rebel Wil- he's the rebel wilson john c riley oh, right. holmes and watson relationship and in uh my over as uh, snatched which uh i thought was funnier than this and then my under's the ghostbusters reboot which i thought was less funny than this wow okay kelly wand harsh because I didn't get the jokes. That always bothers me. And in sure. Snatched, I got the jokes. And in this, I got about half of them, but they were in German. So that was, I thought that was kind of par. So I kind of I, – I think I, I like this movie more because I give it a little extra credit because I didn't understand what was going on. You also – yeah, like you had to make the jokes in your head, and stuff in your head is funny. Right. And I remember thinking it would seem less good than Dirty Rotten Scoundrels because I remember Michael King canes the shit out of Steve Martin's legs in that movie. And that – they just didn't improve on that scene. So – I think it's le- that would be an over as well. They're all overs. There's a lot of overs. I don't know. Funny? Russell Crowe? Sounds good. Okay. Who? Uh, I think I'm next. 
Are you done? All right. Yeah. I want right. to end with who. So I'm doing something weird here. Um, my over and under are both Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I didn't realize what we were going to see was essentially a remake of that. I had no idea. And uh, and as I sat there in the movie theater, uh, it I haven't seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels until um, until after seeing this movie. I I haven't seen it in years and years and years. Uh, and I as I sat there, I just got this dawning realization that. This is just dirty, rotten scoundrels, but with women. Um, I had no idea that's what we were doing. Uh, somebody might have said that before, or but I don't pay attention to marketing, so I don't know. Um, and the reason I put it over and under is that I think uh, Frank Oz directs dirty, rotten scoundrels in a cleaner way um, than uh, Chris Addison directs this. But I think the acting... Um, is better in this in a weird way even though i really do love michael kane uh steve martin does not hold up and i'm a huge steve martin fan what he doesn't it's a little painful to watch him oklahoma uh, oklahoma 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 uh i mean i love la story la story is one of my favorite movies but watching him in dirty rotten scoundrels he's just a little it's a little embarrassing actually um, but I think he's just sort of figuring things out. I don't know. Uh, and he's out of his league as far as being with Michael Caine, but that's part of the character dynamic, and that's fine. Uh, I think Rebel Wilson fits in the part better. Um, I think that this sit, this sits somewhere in the universe of, of that movie, um, but I think it's essentially unnecessary uh i i i didn't mind it i mean i think that's you know that's one of the worst things you can say about a movie is that it it's okay uh i mean i'd rather hate a movie i didn't hate this and i can tell tom did i think i can tell tom did um but uh <laughs> i didn't hate it uh it made me laugh from time to time i thought Anne hathaway did some really cool stuff but uh it just kind of was just sitting there. Anyway, uh, it's over to you, Tom. So I had a hard time coming up with an under because uh, I, I, what I wanted to do is just Rebel Wilson movies and, and how well movies use Rebel Wilson because she's an asset. I, I really like she's got sort of a Lady Seth Rogen thing going, just supernaturalistic, laid-back, mm. stoner, kind of slacker humor, and she's really good at that, and she's got screen presence, and you know she was a vital part of what made Pitch Perfect work. So I wanted to think of Rebel Wilson movies, uh, one that used her to better effect and one that didn't use her as well. And so what I was going to put under this was Pitch Perfect 3, because Pitch Perfect 3 is terrible, um, but I went back and watched it, and Pitch Perfect 3 actually has enough stuff in it to make it better than this. Pitch Perfect 3 has Ruby Rose and a couple of musical numbers, which is awesome. Uh, is, is the redhead Brittany Snow? Brittany Allen? No. What's the redhead's name from Pitch Perfect, Dingus? Brittany... I don't remember. Well, the the blue-eyed redhead is just so adorable in it, and she's yeah, so charismatic, she and she's yeah. just doing her cute little flirty bit with her male romantic interest, and so Pitch Perfect 3, <laughs> oh, and it's also got uh, this Asian woman named Hannah Mae Lee, who, yeah. uh, I don't know how far you're into Patriot, but she's, the, I think, the emotional payoff to this really intriguing series on, on uh, Amazon called Patriot, so she keeps drawing my eye when I watch Pitch Perfect 3. So as terrible as Pitch Perfect 3 is, 
it kind of like they and they have a lot of fun with Rebel Wilson too, like putting her in fight scenes, and it's just dumb and it doesn't really understand the appeal of Pitch Perfect, but it does understand the appeal of Rebel Wilson. So at least it's got that going she for fights it. On it? Yeah, oh, that's that's their whole like their whole shtick in Pitch Perfect Three is it's going to be an action movie. Uh, they they go to Europe and get kidnapped by slavers, and Re- Re- Rebel Wilson like, has to rescue them. Like uh, snatched. Uh, like taken. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds kind of funny. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, comedies. Well, there there are funny parts in Pitch Perfect Three. I just feel my main problem with it is uh, as it got further from the original movie, it understood less and less about what made the original movie work. It's still got some really engaging young actresses in it, uh, and some of the stuff is humorous. The musical numbers are great. I mean, seriously, if you want to watch Ruby Rose singing, and who doesn't, Pitch Perfect 3 is the place to go for that. Um, Sounds so, like the Ocean 12 bit. Um, like they just went overseas to goof around. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, it does. It does feel like yeah. They, I, I kind of wondered like, where, watching this, I was like, where did they shoot this? Did they just shoot this somewhere so uh, that Chris Addison could go on on vacation? Like, did they just yeah. make they this movie? They usually do. It's That's like with Dean Stockwell. Does. Yeah, yeah. So not Dean Stockwell. Uh, Dean. Uh, shoot. Who's the end of the blue guy? Um, he does all. He's, he does like the the all of these movies set in the Caribbean or in Florida Keys. Dean Stockwell. Who's the guy in in Blue Velvet? Dennis Hopper? No, no, Dean. He directed Into the Blue. I like, I like that image. There's a Dean who's the famous actor who's in. Uh, Into the Blue is John Stockwell. John Stockwell. Uh, okay. Uh, well, at any rate, I get the sense that he goes, he he shoots movies based on where they're filming because he wants to go on vacation. So that's what uh, I wondered about. Right. Maybe Chris Addison. Those always just... make the movie lazy, like that Owen Wilson movie. Morgan Freeman, where he's on the beach. It's really. Boring. Sometimes when something is just so over- underwhelming, you have to wonder, did someone just want to take the a revenge, vacation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So at any rate, Pitch Perfect 3, it turns out, is better than this. So to f- come up with an under for this movie, I didn't know what to do, so I just picked an Anselm Elgort movie. So my under is <laughs> November Criminals, in which he and Chloe Moritz Grace, they uh, fight, a mur- they solve a murder. Tom. I don't know what to do. I mean, this is so bad. I did, this is horrible. Look, he's adhering to the rules as he sees them. you got to give him props. Like, I that. really can't think of, of, of a movie that less understands what makes Rebel Wilson funny. And the funny thing is – What like, you think of Hathaway? She, I didn't care for her. I, I, Hathaway, I mean, maybe there was still too much of the stench of serenity on her maybe. Oh, um, a stench. But the thing is she Rebel Wilson – yeah. The Rebel Wilson the, movie where she gets the awful tattoo. Um, don't is that Bridesmaids? I don't think she's in Bridesmaids much. She's just the roommate who kicks her out. Uh, is it a Pitch Perfect? I don't know. All right. I think it's Bridesmaids because she's the roommate with her brother, and they right. kick Kristen Wiig out. It looked like it was a Blake Edwards. Yeah. I hear dialogue. Wait, what? Sorry. I was thinking about a... <laughs> well, the thing is, like, Rebel Wilson is... She can be – she can anchor a movie, and I don't think it's very good, but uh, while it holds true to its conceit, there's a relatively clever comedy out now called Isn't It Romantic, which is uh, – it suffers from that Galaxy Quest uh, syndrome where it's parodying something, and unfortunately in the course of parodying it, it becomes that. Uh, no. So Isn't, it, roma- isn't, it, isn't it Romantic has a great concept where Rebel Wilson uh, – becomes the lead actress in a romantic comedy like the world turns into a romantic comedy 
and she's the lead actress, and she doesn't understand what's going on. She doesn't understand why this hot Hemsworth brother is totally into her. She doesn't understand why people are suddenly paying attention to her and being nice to her. She doesn't like it? It, it was, and it's the thing is she ends up sort of it, it becomes a romantic comedy and she finds her true love who's Adam Devine uh, who, it, it just becomes the romantic comedy that it's making fun of and while oh. it's making fun of romantic comedies and you know Rebel Wilson is the core of this movie every scene is about her it's not an ensemble piece this movie tried to be a, a buddy comedy where Rebel Wilson's half of it Anne Hathaway is the other one but my point is Rebel Wilson can drive a movie all on her own She's good enough to do that, and isn't it romantic? Is an example of that. Uh, so I don't think that I don't think this movie knew how to use her. And the but real irony, the real irony here is she's one of the producers. Like she even gets a PGA yeah. credit at the front. So uh, there's Rebel Wilson money in this. Presumably she, well, maybe she doesn't know what makes her funny. But I just felt like the movie kept doing things like it thought. It thinks putting her in tight clothes is funny, and I don't. I want to see the R-rated version. Yeah, I don't think that's funny either, Tom. I'm with you on that. It's it's a it's a it's a little like I mean I don't want to be judgmental, but it makes me like worry about her health. Like I don't want to laugh at that. Uh, and and no, the, the movie the movie's kind of low. Well, the movie does that several times. It really does think, hey, let's put her in fat in skinny clothes so you can see how fat she is, and that'll be the joke on the screen. It'll be some pink T-shirt that says something funny, and it's clinging to her body. And I just I that's. That's not she, funny. Yeah, and she keeps pulling the shirt down, and it, it it's a little Chris Farley for me, and I agree with you that it's one of those is she dumb or smart kind of character. Well, I don't think there's any. That I don't. I mean, the the writing in this is so inconsistent. Like the, this, so this the, the accomplishment of this movie is it made me like uh, the thick of it less. Because the guy who directed this is one yeah. of the actors from the thick of it. And yeah. as I was watching this, I was like, Chris Addison, what is your deal? What are you doing? <laughs> Probably got sucked down the rabbit hole of studio horse. Well, I was I watched I watched it a little bit. I mean I watched it in the loop, I watched a little of Thick of It. Uh, he plays uh, I mean he's good at what he does as an actor, but Probably was wanted to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we he's also on. involved in Patriot, isn't he? Chris Addison? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, if he is, I didn't know that. Uh, all right. Well, now it makes me think less of Patriot, Dingus. Nice work. I like, well, I, like I, the... <laughs> I am thoroughly enjoying Patriot. That was a really good recommendation. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm so five that... episodes in. And, um, and what's her name? Uh, Hannah Mae Lee. Hannah Mae Lee. Asian woman, yeah. yeah. Uh, who is just this, this, this wisp of a character who, who goes through scenes – and you uh, you notice her immediately, and she can only be on screen for maybe a second, and you immediately notice her, and it's such a such a joy to see her. Um, I'm really loving it. I'm really loving it. Uh, and there's this there's a section that just drove me crazy. That um, uh, oh gosh, what's the guy who plays Leslie in it? Uh, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. There, yeah, no, no, not Terry O'Quinn. Uh, oh, oh the, Kurtwood Smith. Yeah, sorry. Kurtwood Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tremendous Kurtwood Smith. Kurt Smith. Yeah, yeah. There's this scene where Kurtwood Smith in like the second or third episode just goes off on this, like this is how you talk about piping thing, th- that I wanted to to say to uh, to our uh, our friend who will appear at the end of the podcast uh, talking about um, the. Uh, 
number of recharge cycles. This is how you do that. <laughs> because he just goes off and he's just saying uh, it, 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 all these words could be made up. Uh, but I love that. And so I'm, I, I'm going off on a tangent here, but, uh, but Kurtwood Smith is amazing in that scene. He's just amazing. Uh, and it just made me laugh like crazy because I was thinking about Billy Crudup. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to go off on that. No, no, no. Yeah, I love Patriot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think that's a, a great thing that you brought up. So uh, do you guys uh, – Tom, was there anything that you liked about this? Uh, Rubble Wilson's South African accent. I, South Africans uh, just sound so funny to me. Anytime someone does an effective South African accent, I'm just like – that. South Africans, I, what, what's going on with that accent? I don't understand it. And someone could do a terrible South African accent, and I wouldn't know, and I would be just – Sounds like New Zealand a little bit. No, there's something really – it really sounds like Switching. someone doing a bad English accent and screwing it up. <laughs> like, So anyway, Rebel Wilson doing a, a, a South African accent I enjoyed. District 9. So Dingus, you did – so because I also just felt really bad for Anne Hathaway, and I don't – most of her stuff wasn't working. I mean, the, the whole movie didn't work for me, so it shouldn't be any surprise that I wasn't into Anne Hathaway. But it sounded like you were – like some of the Anne Hathaway stuff worked for you. It really did, actually. Okay. I, I, I really appreciate a lot of the things that she was doing. Uh, there's, there's a moment – that moment on the train where, um, where Rebel Wilson is conning the guy to get herself some dinner and Anne Hathaway's reading the book Upside Down that Kelly was talking about. And she just does this little moment where she just kind of tips her gl her glass of champagne. Uh, she does a lot of little moments like this um, that are very much in the vein of what Michael Caine was doing, and she can handle it. Uh, I really – I thought she was funnier than we give her credit for, and um, – while Rebel Wilson is stumbling around, and I agree with you, she's got a lot of comedic sensibility. Uh, I thought Anne Hathaway was really the anchor for this movie, and so I really kind of liked her a lot. Kelly, one, you said you said something about Blake Edwards before. Were you talking about this movie or something else we were talking about? No, this movie seemed like that kind of humor. Because my thinking, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I was watching this thinking that this movie. This is the kind of movie that really needs a Peter Sellers, like someone with that oh, level yeah. of comedic genius. I mean, yeah. the material in this is pretty weak, so it really does rely on someone with just spot – like it needs a comedic genius to rescue it. Uh, so when you said – Michael Caine is kind of like that guy. Sure, sure. And and the whole – even – because I agree with Dingus, by the way, about Steve Martin not holding up, but they're different enough, and they are, they're this kind of sweet yeah. and sour mix that it's fascinating to watch them. And Yeah, I, and he wears really bright shirts, Steve Martin. Like he's, that's his version of Rebel Wilson's fat type. Yeah, and it's just here, like you would think that Anne Hathaway, like Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson, should be different enough. There should be that, but I, there's I a think class it's, war. It's more yeah. obvious, like the class differences between Michael. Like you can see what he thinks when he sees Steve Martin. Like, oh, that sickening American. And I think that's what they're supposed to be going yeah. for here. That same thing. Um, yeah, but they're also going for sisterhood because that's. That's what every – it's like at the end of the movie, the closing credits, the song is, uh, I'm a badass woman. And it's like <laughs> – the end of the movie is them getting screwed over by a dude. <laughs> so it's like that's the last thing that just happened in the story before that song starts playing. Well, Kelly, you didn't right. get to you didn't get to hear this because it was in German, but there are actually – I mean it, it it's wasted and it doesn't – it's not used to any good effect. But there's a brief moment in this where Anne Hathaway talks about – 
that they can that they're good grifters because they're women because men always underestimate them right. and that there's yeah. i mean there's room for a really cool version of dirty rotten scoundrels with women because dirty rotten scoundrels is that whole thing where they're they're uh doing the grift on uh, uh glenn, glenn headley right and it gets flipped and that's kind of cool when it gets flipped but so there there's like i when when Anne Hathaway said that, I briefly, briefly had hope for this. I mean, it faded quickly, but I like this idea that women have a unique angle on grifters. Because gr- grifter movies are generally sure. about men, and I like this idea well, of – that was a line like that in Ocean's 8, if I remember right, like the exact same line. Yeah, yeah, but – and again, that movie also I don't think took advantage of the fact that it, it, it could have done different things by having right, female yeah. characters in these no, normal male idea. roles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know what this movie reminded me of, which I also rewatched, and I'm going to go ahead. I don't think Dingus has seen it. I know Kelly has, and I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm a fan of this movie. Um, as far as being about two women and their relationship uh, in a comedy, and, the, the, and and without really strong comedic actors, it's relying on their charisma. Uh, I think I really like the layover. Did you watch that, Kelly Wand? Oh. Uh... Yeah, because I Kate, get the jokes, and also there's there are two very. Here's the thing that's good about that movie is the characters know how hot they are, proportionate to each other, and like she, what's the uh, Daddario like cuts the bathing suit perfectly. Like she knows what she's got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in this, I don't know. Like Rebel Wilson, I liked her how to be single character a little more because she got laid yeah. a lot. And well, and, and how to be character for her to never get laid in this. Movie. And it had to be single, too. Also just had uh, – I mean it, it was a little disappeared. Like it was a little scattered, but the scenes that worked in how to be single, na- mainly the stuff with Leslie Mann and Rebel Wilson, uh, were memorable. Yeah. And she'd get laid all the time. She'd be great in bed. I'm just saying. Anyway, my point is um, <laughs> that – what was I saying? <laughs> I thought Tom was going to bring up the heat, the heat when you when you were leading up to that. Well, everybody it. loves the heat, yeah. But that's another good Except example, Dingus. Yeah, that's that's a great example. I don't think I've seen the heat the full way through. What? But wait, does she? Yeah, because it's boring. I I agree with you on that one. But does does Rebel Wilson in this movie fall for the nerd guy? Detective. Uh, yeah, that's the whole idea. Oh, see, yeah. fuck yeah. that. That's bullshit. See, that totally undermines the point. I don't know. Does that that doesn't happen in the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, does it? And has anyone seen the first Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Marlon Brando and uh, Paul Newman or somebody? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You think of the hustle? It's like a 60s one. <laughs> no, no. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a remake of a different. No, you're talking about bed, bedtime story. Who's the guy? It's David Niven and someone. Is These are great. These bedtime stories. The original. Bedtime stories. 1964 right. film. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. And is that Blake Edwards? I have no right. idea who did who did that. I just looked up like I didn't I didn't I honestly did not realize I was going to basically a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh, which was weird. It was weird to sit there and just go, "What are they doing here?" I've seen this before. Uh, it was a weird sensation. Yeah. It was a very weird sensation for me. Um, I think I saw that it was a remake of Bedtime Stories, which I didn't remember was the title of that. And when it was start, but once the movie started happening, go wait. So so it is. So that must be the name of the Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. Uh, huh. Do we know the kid from anywhere? The kid, the, the, the kid who plays the tech genius. Is his name Alex Sharp? Dingus. What did you say his name was? Yeah, his name's Al- Alex Sharp. I don't think I know him from anywhere now. I feel like I've seen him in a crappy horror movie or something. He looks like the kick-ass super bad guy. Ooh. Oh oh oh! I thought Christopher Mintz Platt. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay, right, right. Who'd you think I'd be? The lead actor in Kick-Ass, the, that uh, nondescript fellow. Yeah, yeah. Savages. <laughs> well, you've seen a lot of crappy movies. I mean, he's he's in a movie called UFO. I don't know if you've seen that. Is it the found footage one? You know what? If it's the found footage one, I have seen that, yeah. Uh, There's a found footage I missed about UFOs. Oh. That's it's the one a, where they drop the camera out of the plane. Right? No, that's uh, uh, that's alien abduction. UFO uh, is where they're they're like infiltrating a military base, and they go underground and just walking around the dark I've a lot, and then zombies yeah. chase them. And at the very yeah, end, yeah, there's yeah, actually yeah, a cool yeah. special effects sequence where a UFO, like a big old hangar opens, and UFO takes off out of it. Uh, so if that's the one I'm thinking of, uh, I would uh, be surprised. What's the one about the couple? Sorry, the hustle. What's the one about the couple who stays <laughs> near the Air Force base and then the girlfriend gets abducted at the end? The guy was the one who was like, they go into the the garage and there's like uh, an oh, alien thing. Yeah, where they they bring the the alien's body into the garage. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shoot! What is that one, Kelly Wand? Because that one's not uh, necessarily horrible. Like, that one has some cool stuff. And, and I, I think, like, because the girlfriend thinks it's all bullshit. She hates it. And she goes, it's scary and stupid, and I hate it. And she's the one that gets abducted. So, like, because of him. Oh, what is like, that one? Kelly Wand, quit bringing up movies that I know I've seen. The but I don't into the, fuck your aliens. Into a garage of a house or into, a, like, a parking garage? No, a guy's, a guy's garage. And he's like, a, isn't he like a vet with PTSD or something? And, uh, yeah, and they find the alien's yeah. body. And they bring it's it into one of their. grandpa's garage. Yeah, and then the yeah, what the heck and is that? And the aliens that? are tiny; they're really tiny, which makes them even weirder. Like, but I think, like Gremlins, tiny. I mean, how I even like the VHS aliens. <laughs> I'm really I I like all found footage aliens. I think all they're right. great. I support them. I wish they'd been <laughs> I, this. I think they're great. The hustle would have been a lot better if it had been found footage with aliens uh, abducting people. I agree, Kelly Wand. That's yeah. what Blake Edwards would have done. Did yeah. you guys like Alex Sharp? Yeah, not really. I mean, I, I just I, it's so one note watching him be the ingratiating, kind-hearted nerd. Uh, yeah, so. clearly like a Jeffrey Zuckerberg kind of a dude. But Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, he's totally. Mark, there. sorry, yeah. they, they the cast Butler him because funny he looked like that. English? I don't think so. That poor guy. I don't even. Butler. I didn't even remember that he got a line. Do you remember who was the butler in the in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? They had a butler. I don't remember that. It was Ian McDiarmid. Oh, the emperor was their butler. Yeah, <laughs> and Yoda was directing the emperor. And he, yeah, exactly right. And uh, and when they get to the hotel, his his great line is "Welcome to hell." <laughs> <laughs> See that? I don't trust you that it's not good. I remember I, the trailer for it. They, and Michael King pushes the kid eating ice cream into the water. Remember that? It's like <laughs> it, it's the last shot of the. No one ever sees it because it happens. Well, the, the, the weird stuff. thing is is something that you something. made fun of during your offices is that they pour all of this energy into the montage of <sighs> of <laughs> I know like Michael Caine is Matt jokes. like getting yeah. scoops of gel to put in Steve Martin's hair and yeah. they're they're trying to teach them class and whatnot and and it all and we can act like Rupert. <laughs> we're exactly just gonna right. act like an an idiot yeah yeah. And, I I don't understand. I mean, it's that's just kind of funny weird. though. Like it's just like you're watching a stupid comedy. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is kind of what our setup feel. doesn't even matter to us. Yeah. Right. And uh, often during this movie, I was the only one in the theater laughing. But I, I'll laugh at anything basically. I laughed a couple times. I laughed when the luggage when I heard the cat 
me out with the luggage. Because I like the idea because it was like uh, they're on a beach, and Albert shoves the luggage over the cliff, and then you hear a bunch of weird sound effects and explosions or something, and then you hear a cat. I'm like, oh, there's a cat on the cliff at the beach in the French Riviera. Like, that's so. I think I laughed when Rebel Wilson slipped on the wet floor. Uh, People falling down is funny. What's with the two? Uh, what's with the three ladies at the at the nightclub? Uh, they're the Real Housewives of Essex. They're identified as. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so they're so, probably real celebrities. Well, they're related to. Oh, they're analogous to the naval, the Navy guys, in um, in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I mean, it's the oh, same. Okay, right. The same deal. Eh, they all... That's not that good. I don't yeah. like. I don't know about that. I give that joke a four. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, did we force anyone to see this? Did we? Tr- did we uh, un- inadvertently make someone sit through uh, the hustle? That is actually an excellent question. Let me just look real quick. Hold on, sorry. I'm sure hates comedy. Tom, watch uh, Holmes and Wil- uh, Wilson. It's always <laughs> That's not Honestly, a thing. It's Holmes and Wilson. Yeah. It's, it's like zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's a fucking scream that movie. And I watched it on a plane, so maybe I can't be trusted. But just saying. Were you on medication while you were on the plane? Yeah, that might be part of it. Well, there you go. Yeah. But it's it was um, they're both super retarded, like just dumb as fuck. Right. Like, and there's no. There's speaking no of not, character. Yeah, speaking of not aging well, I'm wondering if that's what is going to become of uh, Will Ferrell, like, and if that's currently uh, happening. Like, maybe if that's, that's why Adam McKay bailed on him. Did he bail oh, really? on him? What do you mean? Yeah, they, well, they split up. All right. And it was right after Holmes and Watson came out. Maybe well, there you like, go. Dude, I'm trying to make Succession, and you're making Holmes and Watson. Get out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, Ron Burgundy. Get out of here. Uh, for my money, everything is forgiven that Will Ferrell does based on his uh, Harry Carey impersonation in space, the final frontier, whatever that thing that he did for Saturday Night Live with, with uh, Jeff Goldblum, where Harry Carey would interview uh, famous scientists uh, about space. Uh, and it's just, it was part of his audition and uh, it was part of his audition for Saturday Night Live. And then they brought it as a character on Saturday Night Live. And he's just, it's just amazingly funny. All right, so we did have one writer in her. It's uh, a fellow named Chris Markerson. I think that you've heard of him. Um, or Markerson. So Markerson says he realizes that humor is very subjective. Uh, what is it funny is hilarious to others. I did not find this fun, this movie funny. <laughs> uh, it didn't work for him. Um, and in reference to you, Tom... You talk about he says you talk about the Marvel uh, movies being product, and he just would call this product. Huh. He hates it. It's um, too bad they could have made a Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with women good. So his his concept. question is: Was the dude who actually was the dude actually the guy who created the insult app, or was that mistaken identity? Um, <laughs> Wow. I, it, my, I, I have an answer to that. My answer to that is I don't think the movie cares or knows. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, uh, I do so understand bad. that he created it. He just let it go. He just didn't. 
he didn't understand how to hold the rights unless he was just scamming. So right, right, well, yeah, like, well, or was he just impersonating the guy to whom that happened? And I, uh, I think the movie uh, doesn't the movie doesn't care. And Dingus, you're right, by the way. So I have seen him in UFO. UFO is not the found footage movie I'm thinking of. UFO is actually okay. It's decent. Uh, but I, I definitely remember I liked him a lot in UFO, uh, where he's he's giving the script way more than it deserves in that movie. So I'm really sad to see that this is what's become of him. Uh, although, although you know what, this is a great step up for him. So you know what, good for him. I hope he goes on to do more stuff. That yeah, it's, I mean, it's a step up. It's a third. Well, it's the third biggest movie in the country. Well, it's a step up from the, the UFO movie, which its main claim to fame is they got Gillian Anderson for one scene. Actually, she's in a couple of scenes, but uh, it's a super low, like a no-budget horror movie. Is she skeptical? Uh, um, I think that's the twist, Kelly Wand. I don't want to ruin uh, it for you. But, all right. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's all, unidentified. <laughs> So, but yes, uh, so I do recognize him definitely right. from that. So, yeah. so Markinson also wonders in what world would uh, Hathaway's character possibly want to invest in an app? What the fuck is this? Okay, now i got to watch this movie in English. Well, the yeah, whole cool. joke, Kelly Wand, yeah, is that we think that she's heavy. We think that uh, this tech kid, played by Alex Sharp, has decided to sleep with her, to have sex with her. Because before, previously, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm too into Rebel Wilson. I can't do that. I like her instead. So Anne Hathaway finally gives up. She's like, okay, fine. She's about to leave, and he says, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Come back. And he picks up something and turns off the lights, and we fade to black and assume, oh, he slept with her. But we later discover uh, that, no, he showed her a PowerPoint presentation for a new app, and she invested <laughs> half a million dollars in it. And that's what happens when he turns the lights down. So, see, that's that's the joke, see? So we think they're having sex. She gets dumb when the lights come out. The whole, the, there's no consistent characterization in this movie. Like, for instance, there's a bit where um, Anne Hathaway sits down and plucks – the, the joke is she thinks it's a grape or something, uh, a decorative stone out of a bowl and puts it in her mouth and then uh, does a little throwaway line where she realizes, oh, that's not edible and says, oh, these are decorative. Like, th that's something that Rebel Wilson's character would do. Like, Anne Hathaway's character, who's presumably self-possessed enough to have all this money and this, this beachside chateau, and, like, she doesn't just pick up random things without looking at them and put them in Wait. her mouth thinking that they're grapes. Do the uh, realization line again. Uh, well, it's, it's a whole, like, throwaway line where – oh, those are decorative – where she just, like, spits it out and puts it back. Oh, uh, okay. And, but the movie – you know, it's a punchline. It's in the script, obviously. The movie – that's the gag is that this super smart, savvy grifter chick accidentally ate a rock. Like, that, they thought that would be funny regardless of the fact that it's completely out of character. Like, that's indicative to me how little this movie cares about characterization. Maybe she wasn't uh, acting. Right, right, right. Like the Starbucks cup uh, on on Game of Thrones. Yeah, things happen, and they just left that that scene in. Right, Anne Hathaway really did want a grape. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the cup didn't know it was in a horror movie. Right. Yeah, it didn't so, know it. It didn't know what period piece it was. Right. <laughs> so Chris I don't know if the word asks, decorative. Okay. Chris asks a de another decent question is that, uh, and this is something I thought about. Um, when watching Dirty Rotten Scoundrels again, is that why would she live in the same place where she's doing all her cons? Right, right? Yeah. That is so dumb. Like, how exactly? That makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, part of it is, I mean, the answer, the, the both movies answer the question by having her or him, in, in either case, be uh, super close with the police chief so it doesn't matter. And they're, it's a it's a 
made-up tourist town right. so that they're constantly feeding off tourists. That's that's kind of the that's kind of the reason. They're not they're not feeding off the population. They're feeding off of people who come into town just as tourists. Kelly one, get a load of Dingus being an apologist for the hustle because it works, right. Dingus. Dingus, I buy that. You've you've now excused the sins that I thought the hustle was making. That does I make sense. I think he thinks he has a chance with Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really like Hathaway's hair after she got the. Well, there's a certain point, too, where you're just admiring the different costumes and hairstyles the actors get to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Especially, <laughs> but it's like in the credits when she, her stick figure comes on, the credits are all... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. I go, if I'm, like, supposed to be impressed that she's hot in the movie, like, they're obviously... Like, I expect her to be hot anyway. I don't need to be reminded. Like, hey, don't forget, she's good looking. And then... That- well, I, I will say that white dress did stand out. I mean, she looked there's like a cream-colored dress she puts on at a certain point, and I was like, yep, that's that's very fetching on you, yeah, young lady. At the beginning, lady. I was still thinking Serenity. You'll never – Right. Not exactly, gonna yeah. with, you, you were in Serenity. <laughs> and then by the time the dress came on and she had the bangs, I'm like, all right, Serenity. Right, exactly. Let's talk about it during sex now. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see the no, credit scene? Do you remember it? The what scene? There was an after credit scene. Oh, I could not get out of there fast enough, Dingus. What did I miss? I don't know. Everything's endgame. But Chris said that was just basically his favorite part of the movie. Oh, man. We have to go back and see it it again. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I hope in German it's (laughs) All right. There's an after credit scene for the hustle, Tom. Well, it's a, it's a, they're setting up the the hustle, too. Yeah. Hustle universe. Now we have to see it again. We haven't Could seen Michael Caine and Steve Martin have made a cameo in this if they thought it was funny, like Ghostbusters did? <laughs> it was funny. Well, I don't think uh, – uh, do you know or any of the screenwriter credit? Like they don't acknowledge uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels or Bedtime Stories. Like, no, I don't, I don't believe that. so. No. Yeah, and, and so none of the screenwriter credits are related. They're just – it's just – you know, grifters turning the two grifters who are unlikely pair turning the tables, having the tables turned on them. Like that's – it's a sort My of a God. formula. Yeah. But by, twist, Tom. by the opposite it's, gender, it's, yeah. it's it's got so much in common that it's just basically a remake. I mean, right. it's the exact do, same art. They do the did they same fall for stuff. Glenn Hetty and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Did they yeah, fall for her? Or did they just compete to the point? The the same thing happens except like their competition. The, except their bet becomes who's going to sleep with her when they right. find out. <laughs> yeah. So they did, okay, that's a little different. As yeah. opposed to uh, Penny. Well, they end up doing that here. Like that's part of that becomes the bet in the hustle. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah so but she a... has feelings for him, and that doesn't necessarily happen in the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Right. Right. Because they're women, Tom. And then, of course, she shows up at the end, you know, bringing the tourists. So I mean, it, it's it's all. I mean, she shows Glenn Hetty shows up at the end of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels leading tourists. Yeah, leaving oh my God. a bunch of tourists to <laughs> wow. his house. That is so on the no. Okay, Dingus, it wow. It hold up. Yeah. I remember it killing with an audience, though. Like, when he's crying from the cane wounds. And he's all, aw. Yeah, the thing that's funny about that movie in hindsight is, like, she knows what they're doing. And she just watches it happen. And has to have a straight face for it. Right, because he's in a wheelchair. He's not blind. He's a, this, a naval yeah. officer in a wheelchair. And uh, Michael Caine is just beating the hell out of his legs because he's right, which is numb hysterical. Legs. And it's just, it's just dumb. It's just what like, I saw. Sounds funny. I saw these. They, they were dancing on stage, and 
And it's funnier she, than this. She this made love she with her... Danny Terrio. I mean, it was just, it's, uh, I just don't think he can carry it off. I, I, I love acting Steve like Martin. an idiot. I just don't think he can carry it off. Doing his jerk character. I think you need somebody who isn't so light. But in, in this movie, when he's feeding her stuff from the toilet, what's the guy, what's the nerd character think is going on? That it's a, it's a it's a an experimental treatment for hysterical blindness. Yeah. <laughs> Psychological. Yeah. That seems way less funny than the Steve Martin one to me. Let's drink toilet water. Like that's like that's not as funny. That really was like that. It, it did decide briefly to do gross out comedy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what that was right. doing in there. That made no sense. She's not really eating it. I don't know. Like it really looks like Michael Cade's whacking the shit out of his legs. Like it's a better visual. And he keeps right. doing Whatever. it over and over and over. Yeah, again. he does it for ten hours and super uh, with, with these little like bullfighter flare flourishes and stuff. Yeah, right. And, and then Hathaway part. does it; it almost makes her blink. And that's supposed to be the equal. Well, her, her thing is like uh, you know I don't. Uh, what is her line? It's um, uh, are my eyes tearing up? I can't tell. Like something like that. <laughs> The blowing into her eyeball. Good lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's see if we can get a better comedy next week, Dingus. What should we try? Oh, actually, you don't know anything about the movie. So, Kelly Wand, what should we try next week? Do I know about the movie? Uh, you, do oh, you yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, saw, yeah. No, no, I saw a preview for it in German, so I think I know what happens. Uh, well, so, I know. Uh, wow. I just know the lead actors and the name of it, and I think I know the premise. So it, it's a Seth Rogen movie that Charlize Theron was kind enough to be in. That's all I know about it. Yeah. It's probably the plot, too. I have no idea about anything of it. Well, I let's, it was a superhero movie. Let's find out. Uh, oh, yeah, Longshot. <laughs> that's, one, that's one of the uh, the Suicide Squad, Longshot. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, switch it up and watch a movie about a nerdy guy getting a hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, next week, instead of our usual hustle. If you're a listener and you see Long Shot, send us your thoughts to 3x3 at quarter3.com. We'd love to know what you think. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer about Long Shot, uh, send those in. Bye. Um, May 21st, Midnight Pacific, 2019. We'll include that. Oh, no, sorry, May 20th. Um, and what is this week's 3x3, Dingus, and how can the listener, or sorry, month's 3x3, and how can the listeners join in? Uh, this month's three by three is your favorite gloves in movies, and I thought of two today, and I was very happy about them. Were so, either of them socks? I'm asking for Kelly Wand. They are not socks. Uh-huh. They're gloves. Gloves or socks are not gloves for feet, Kelly Wand. And they're the same color gloves, oddly enough. So uh, what about I don't latex. Know. So anyway, right into <laughs> three by three, three x three at quarter to three dot com. With your favorite gloves in movies. Uh, and we'll do Long Shot next week, and we will see you guys then. I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian Molkliski. It's Christian Moroski. And Kelly Wand. Long Shot was my name for Carl Weathers on the set of the Predator movie. Kelly Preston on set of twins tried to get me interested in Scientology, but I wasn't interested in hearing how all the volcano temperatures work. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared 
than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Hey, Dingus, I came up with a new definition for vacation. Standing in line to look at different water. That. I'm sorry, I don't speak foreign. Uh, you just talk like this with your voice, Dingus, and that's how the vocal cords work. <laughs>